Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michael'sFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome back to Overnight America. I've really enjoyed the show, and I think it's only going to get better from here on out. I got that feeling. It's always good when you get to bellyache about things that you hate, and the IRS is an easy thing to bellyache about. Joining us now is an author of a new book called Agents of Deceit, the true story of life inside today's most chaotic and dysfunctional IRS. Richard A. Green, thank you for coming on to KMOX. I'm glad to be here. Tell me about the IRS. Uh, just how messed up is it right now? Well, we only have a few minutes, don't we? <laughs> okay. Um, so this uh, functional IRS. I think yes. The fundamental thing about the IRS, um, besides their uh, uh, chaos and disorganization, is that most people don't realize. But IRS auditors have a tremendous degree of uh, subjectiveness. Uh, when you say auditing, people think you're talking about a real exact science, uh, but you're not. You're talking about educated guesses. Mm -hmm. uh, there's, no, there's no particular standard, so if an uh, IRS agent doesn't like you, uh, you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, what's going on there and the IRS by itself. How long did you work for the IRS? Uh, five years. Yeah. And what was your job primarily? Uh, it was a revenue agent, which is an auditor. Uh, I audited corporations and businesses. Yeah. People, I remember, were used to be afraid of the IRS. Should people be afraid of the IRS? Well, you always have to treat uh, boys with respect. Uh, 
but you don't have to let them ruin your life. Hmm. Uh, another common misconception is that the uh, IRS uh, likes to audit. They don't like to audit. They want to get out of the case as fast and easily as possible. Mm-hmm. And what that means for the taxpayer is that you can keep, if you can keep your cool, uh, you can negotiate. Negotiate, negotiate, negotiate is the most important thing you can remember. Yeah, it's easier all the way around. And, um, I, you know, it makes me wonder, too, because there was a headline recently that mentioned the IRS hates auditing millionaires because it's just so complex. Is that true? Uh, yes. In fact, I can uh, quote you some statistics. Mm-hmm. Uh, the last uh, government report that came out found that people making $25,000 or less are audited about 50% more of the time than people uh, making one to five million. Wow. So that tells you right there what they think about auditing the wealthy. Mm. What about um, people that have been audited? Uh, So let's say it goes through a process and during the Trump administration, we heard constantly about his taxes being audited, things like that. Are there just people that are constantly under audit? Is that normal for some individuals? Well, as I understand it, every, every president since uh, Nixon has been audited every year just to uh, keep face, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's the cold word that the IRS uses, and that's called audit potential. Mm. But that means when they look at a return, uh, they want to see how much money they're going to be able to get uh, per agent hour. Mm. Now, the the IRS is quite uh, open about it. They admit that they do audit small businesses disproportionately because the audit potential is greater. They don't have the resources to defend themselves, and so they're more easily intimidated. Hmm. Do you think that um, uh, some people may be targeted by the IRS because back when, uh, you know, this is going back to like the Obama administration, and they were talking about how some nonprofits and things may have been targeted by the IRS based on their political affiliation. Did you ever see any of that, or did you have known of anything where the IRS may have been targeting people? Uh, that was after my time, so I don't have any uh, first-hand knowledge, but uh, Wallace Lerner, who was then a uh, uh, a deputy, deputy IRS commissioner, actually had to resign under pressure from Congress for uh, targeting uh, Tea Party groups. If your mm-hmm. organization was called Tea Party etc. Mm-hmm. Yes, you would be targeted. Yeah. Uh, joining us here is Richard A. Green. He's the author of a book, Agents of Deceit, which you can find now. And by the way, if people wanted to look up your book, where can they go? Uh, it's at some bookstores, but uh, also on Amazon.com and it's available as a Kindle book. Right. How do you even become an IRS agent? Well, what's the process? What's the uh, what's the career path you go through to get to the IRS? Well, 
you know, you're touching on a lot of sore points about the IRS, <laughs> uh, starting with qualifications uh, first, is that auditors, uh, even managers, uh, at the time I was working, they didn't even need to have a, a college degree. Mm. And uh, I often thought it was quite ironic. I do have a college degree. Uh, but when I was auditing, I was uh, always amused how here Rick Green, uh, IRS agent, is holding his own against attorneys, uh, seasoned CPAs. The IRS claims that they will train you uh, to be a competent auditor. Mm-hmm. I it doesn't always work out that way, though. <laughs> well, of course, it's that's tough for any field, I guess. What's it like suing the IRS? By the way, is it even possible to come out a winner when you take on the government? Well, my uh, very generous settlement, uh, which is tax-free. I got from them. Uh, I didn't sue them. Uh, the short answer to your question is no, you can't sue any government branch, uh, period. Uh, but I, what happened to me, uh, I uh, was really harassed uh, to the point uh, where I had to go see a, a shrink. Uh, they sent an armed agent out to my house when I wasn't there to talk to my family. Hmm. And so uh, there is a, you do have a, a grievance as a uh, unemployment compensation. Hmm. Uh, so that's what I settled for. Yeah. I um, wonder the way that the IRS is structured today. Is it as efficient as it should be? Or are there any changes, do you think, that the IRS could make to make the whole world better? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing at the absurdity of it all. <laughs> I uh, get it. No, I, I don't see any way it can be improved. Uh, I doubt any CPA or or uh, any tax attorney, if they were being honest with you, with you could say that. It's uh, basically irredeemable. So what I'm focusing on now is to uh, uh, replace the IRS with a national sales tax, mm-hmm. uh, which means you would, at the end of the year you wouldn't be hit with this uh, massive tax bill Every time you buy something, you would pay a small tax for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The advantage of that is that you're not taxing people's income. Uh, You're not punishing them for working. But you are uh, discouraging, to a small extent, consumption. Mm -hmm. And so what's going to happen is that American citizens would uh, be saving and investing more money and working more, you know, all without forcing them. It would be strictly voluntary. Yeah, and think, too, about all the headaches that would go away based on just the record keeping and everything else that goes on with it, that it's so complicated to to do taxes. It's gotten a little bit easier the last couple of years, but it's still very complicated, much more complicated than it needs to be. Uh, yes, you're absolutely right. Uh, 
In fact, the uh, income tax industry, I'm, I'm uh, including tax attorneys, CPAs, uh, the cost of the IRS, the net drain to our economy by the way we're doing things is about $500 billion a year. That's just a yeah. B. Uh, that, if we could get rid of that, it would put a bite into our uh, federal debt. Yeah, no kidding. And I, you know, I've listened to different people make the argument that the reason why our taxes are so complex is because of the way these different tax prep services lobby in order to keep it complex so their services are needed. They don't want that industry to go away. Well, you're, you're very uh, perceptive, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, in fact, uh, I don't know if you're as old as I am, but uh, Reagan's tax reform, uh, which really was an effective way to uh, simplify it, not by much, but it was a start. It was completely bipartisan. Mm-hmm. Uh, liberals liked it. Conservatives liked it. Uh, Republicans and Democrats the only opposition I heard uh, was a TV advertisement for making our block where the president was lambasting tax reform. And I don't even remember his uh, reason. It didn't make sense at the time. But the only people that were against tax reform was H&R Block. <laughs> How are they that powerful? I don't understand. And I, I have heard of different states that have experimented with the government actually pre-filling out your tax forms. So you would just have to look over it, make sure the information was accurate. And if it was, then boom, your taxes were done already, as opposed to you filling it out yourself. Uh, yeah, that would be a start. <laughs> but uh, I'm somewhat of a of a technophobe. Just turning everything over to a computer uh, makes me uncomfortable. Now, the reason you don't hear about uh, state governments being damned for their taxes, well, sometimes you hear about property taxes, but nobody complains about sales tax uh, because people know that we have to have taxes in some form. Uh, to run a government, mm-hmm. but you don't hear of uh, state tax auditors bullying uh, taxpayers. Mm-hmm. So whatever state governments are doing uh, seems to be working to some extent. Right. You know, um, I've heard the chirping in the background a little bit. I may have to send you a nine volt to get uh, a new battery into your smoke detector. Oh, well, I hope it's that, not crickets. Oh, I know. I, I, I know when it gets late at night and you start hearing these things, it's always at the worst time. And you know what I hate, too, is when you pack something up and then the battery gets turned on and you hear something, but you have no idea where it's coming from. That That is terrible, too. See there, I just heard the chirp again. I, I know oh, so well about trying to identify where mystery sounds are coming from. Since I work at home at night, you hear a lot of mystery sounds around the house. So uh, Richard A. Green, author of Agents of Deceit. Again, if people wanted to look you up or maybe the book up, where can they go? Uh, I have a Twitter account. Uh, I post every I post every day, but it's not for the faint-hearted. Uh, my Twitter account is IRS Whistle, mm-hmm. and my website is www.agentsofdeceit.com. 
agentsofdeceit.com, which is the name of the book. Richard A. Green, author, thank you so much for coming on to KMOX tonight. I appreciate your time. Okay, I appreciate talking to you, Ryan. Take care. I like that. We all have this uh, understanding of how dysfunctional the IRS is. And is there going to be any changes in sight that might make it less dysfunctional? Eh, probably not. <laughs> he joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. That's uh, the right time to talk about the IRS. And if I get audited, I'll know why. This is Overnight America KMOX. Listening to KMOX has never been easier. Siri, play KMOX. Good old uh, IRS, eh? Well, we've had quite a show so far. And I'm still looking back and thinking about our interview on the first hour with Daniel Ponce de Leon, uh, Cardinals pitcher, in his new book, One Line Drive. I thought that was just so good. And I'm getting emails and messages on social media about it. So if you caught that, perfect. If not, it's on our podcast at the Overnight America podcast. Just do a search for it. You can also find a link to it at KMOX.com in the podcast section. Coming up after the break, we're going to get a look at your weather. And Dr. Dean Finelli, he's an attorney based in D.C., and he focuses a lot on what's going on with this vaccine and what's the updates there. Do we need a fourth or fifth or sixth or whatever vaccine in America? Is there enough now? Is the three enough? Do we need extras? So we're going to talk to him about that. Maybe if he's had any concerns, how he thinks things are rolling out. Dr. Dean Finelli will come up uh, after the break. So let me point out one of the big storylines today in Congress. Mitch McConnell offers scathing scorched earth filibuster warning. And just like McConnell gave a warning about Harry Reid and some of the changes they made back when the Democrats had the majority before. Same warning here, too. It'll come back to haunt you in Mitch McConnell. Nobody serving in this chamber can even begin, can even begin to imagine what a completely scorched earth Senate would look like. Everything that Democrat Senates did to Presidents Bush and Trump Everything the Republican Senate did to President Obama would be child's play compared to the disaster that Democrats would create for their own priorities if, if they break the Senate. Mm -hmm. This is a big deal. In fact, this is actually a, a really big problem that we're facing because if we look at the way control works today and if you look at the way... Congress is just so dysfunctional, the way Senate is so dysfunctional. I wanted to just compare the different stimulus packages that were passed. We had the first one that was passed quickly after the coronavirus hit and the government was going to be asking you to stay at home, asking businesses to close for a while, make certain uh, accommodations in order to try to flatten the curve, which at first they said would last a couple of weeks. And now we are a year past and we're still trying to with a lot of restrictions in some places still have pretty high restrictions, at least they had to talk to each other. And the Donald Trump way was you guys got to work this out. And for the second stimulus package, they, I mean, for how long the negotiations lasted for the second one, it was months and months and months. So the Republicans would offer something and the Democrats didn't like it. And then the Democrats realized they made a mistake. And by that time it was too late. And then less was offered for the second one. And finally they, they got to an agreement and that was able to be signed over towards the end of the year. And then things changed. Uh, Biden took office. And as president Biden found that, Hey, you know what? Actually uh, negotiations aren't necessary. We can just jam through whatever we want. And this $1.9 trillion package gets through. 
and just completely you forget about any of the concerns of Republicans because, hey, we don't need it if we don't need it. I want you to think about if every legislative action was done like that, with there was no discussion, it was only the party in the majority pushed through whatever they wanted. This would be problematic. And if you want to talk about maybe the most important contribution during the Trump administration, it has to be him getting more support on the Supreme Court, mostly because when there are challenges, you want to make sure that law is upheld, not the whims of a political party or some sort of activism that you would normally see. That is something that uh, concerns a lot of different people. When you have this sort sort of uh, we're, we're going to use the bench as a way of protest or whatever, as opposed to looking at the way the Constitution is written, that's when things get scary. Now, if there was no way to backstop some of these different laws and you're able to just forget about everything that would be uh, a mechanism in place in order to push through compromise, that would be a very, very scary world. And then if you want to talk about nasty elections, what do you think would happen then Well, with the complete power at stake there? Think about how nasty things, if you think it's bad now. Whew. So Mitch McConnell's right uh, against removing the filibuster. This is an important uh, this is an important thing. So I wanted to bring that up just because we had a couple of minutes. So what's the update on the vaccine? We're going to talk to Dr. Dean Finelli right after the break. It's Overnight America KMOX. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Cardinal Spring Training is underway in Jupiter, Florida. And KMOX's Mike Claiborne is covering it all. Hear his daily reports, mornings and afternoons, and on Cardinal's Open Live. Sponsored in part by Norm's Bargain Bar and Wilkie Windows. On your voice in the St. Louis Cardinals, KMOX. 
Welcome back to Overnight America. Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook. If you want to hate social media together, we can uh, connect on there. Joining us now is an attorney based in Washington, D.C., Dr. Dean Finelli. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Doing well. Good to join you. I know that a lot of Americans are still trying to get their name on a waiting list, figuring out things are going, and really, they just take whatever they can get when it comes to vaccines. It seems like there's always been other companies out there. It's not just uh, Pfizer or Moderna or Johnson & Johnson. There's other companies still trying to manufacture vaccines, and one of the big questions I think people are wondering is, how many vaccines are too many? Is there a thing as having too many vaccines? Well, the U.S., you know, we had a kind of a slow start distributing this, but we're really doing very well now. I, I think you're right. Certain pockets of the country are still trying to figure out how to get it locally to their uh, citizens. But generally, as a country, we're doing very well. Over 140 million doses have been distributed and over 110 million Americans have received at least one shot. So I think at this point, with the three authorized vaccines, we are in good shape, but certainly you know, if this becomes an issue where we have to get booster shots and, you know, it's a, it's a situation where uh, once children are authorized to receive the vaccines, uh, we're certainly going to need more. But I think at this point, we're in very good shape. We heard the President Biden say uh, earlier, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, by the end of May or this summer, uh, before the summer, we'll have over 600 million doses available. So, uh we're in good shape, but I think more is always better, obviously. Yeah, so I wonder about the booster shots because they have been wondering if we're going to need those. Is that the exact same vaccine, or is the booster shot something that is like it, like a, a third cousin of the vaccine? Yeah, at this point, uh, if we got a booster shot, it would be the same vaccine. Uh, but that said, Moderna and Pfizer are also testing Uh, different versions, uh, sort of, as you mentioned, cousins of the vaccine that would uh, deal with these variants, the so-called UK, uh, South Africa, and the uh, Brazilian variant. So, uh, you know, it remains to be seen if we'll need a a booster. At this point, you know, it's just time. We're seeing how long that cellular immunity lasts and the immune system uh, can promote those antibodies that last. So if we use it in terms of flu, the flu vaccine, we need that annually because it wears off after about six months. But this, because we're kind of learning in real time, we just don't know how long that immunity is going to last. So when there was like, you know, malaria and all these different types of vaccines that were taken in the past, um, were there different variations of that that would crop up? Or is this just like a COVID thing where it would morph? It's, it's just kind of what we would normally see with a strain of COVID. Yeah, this is more, uh, you know, you think of the flu vaccine, that's kind of a a good analogy. That mutates. That's another reason why we have to have that annual flu shot. Uh, Here, uh, you know, the variants that are are starting to crop up and become more prevalent in the U.S., it looks like the current vaccines will be effective. Uh, We were very fortunate to have 95%, 94% effectiveness uh, for Pfizer and Moderna. Uh, and also 85 for for Johnson and Johnson, uh, but they will be effective against the variants to a lesser effect. So uh, it really it's just going to depend on uh, how well uh, and how long this immunity lasts. Right. I noticed that some of the headlines is that they're starting to test 
some of the vaccines on children because before when they were going through their testing, there wasn't enough sample size. So they were recommending at least for the interim that you would give the vaccine to someone over a certain age. But now they're starting to wonder the effects of children when it came to the vaccine. So is there anything you know about what they're now currently testing? Yeah, so Pfizer and Moderna have both been testing down to 13-year-olds recently over the past month or so. Uh, and it just was announced today that Pfizer is going down even below 12-year-olds. So that's certainly good news. They, and as we know, this is a, a virus that has the, the greatest symptoms occur, as everyone knows at this point, in people over the age of 65. And luckily, uh, kids have been pretty much spared. But, you know, over 3 million children have gotten this and several hundred have died from it. So it's not uh, a, a situation where they're completely immune and certainly uh, there's the potential that if they get it, they could spread it. So it is good that they're testing this, but we're probably looking uh, below 12-year-olds sometime into 2022 before it would be authorized, I would guess. I also read last week that there was a potential of a pill that could be coming. So you would be able to just take this pill as opposed to a shot, and then it would work as a vaccine. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, that's very preliminary. I did see uh, something about that and also a nasal spray as well. I think uh, a nasal spray would be more realistic in my mind. I don't know how well a pill would work. You know, you think this is a respiratory virus, so getting it into the nasal passages. But uh, they're definitely exploring various different routes because, obviously, no one likes to get those needles. So if you can find more uh, amicable ways to administer this, uh, you know, certainly that's a good thing. Or with kids, too, I'm sure it makes things a little Absolutely. bit easier. Um, So joining us here is Dr. Dean Finelli, and I'm curious, again, some of the things that you're monitoring and watching when it comes to COVID, because we just had the president address the nation last week, talk about some of the expectations of hopefully getting people on the waiting list all by May and then even by this summer, uh, trying to look at things in a different way if we're able to vaccinate. So timelines like that, how do you feel about them? Well, every time you look at it, it seems like the timeline's moving. We're shifting those uh, goalposts in our favor. So originally we were thinking sometime maybe September, October, we hit herd immunity. Uh, This past weekend we had over 3 million doses administered on Saturday. Uh, If we could keep up that momentum, certainly by July 4th we can be in very good shape. So I think uh, the distribution is going a lot smoother. It's getting better. Uh, and I think we'll be in very good shape by early summer uh, to potentially reach herd immunity. So I'm very optimistic. So there is some optimism. What's some things that you're concerned about moving forward with this uh, in trying to battle this virus? Yeah, I think the biggest concerns are just uh, the compliance. There's a lot of people out there, a lot of skepticism among people, whether it's uh, they think this was rushed Uh, The development of the vaccine was rushed or they're just completely against getting the vaccine. So that's that's one concern. You know, we have these variants that are cropping up and that's more of a public health issue than an individual concern. But when you kind of combine the two, we need as many people as possible to get this vaccine to kind of get us back to this herd to get us to this herd immunity. So that's a big concern. So I'm hoping that as more people get this, that skepticism continues to go down because we are seeing it tend to trend down as uh, the population at large uh, gets vaccinated. Yeah. Uh, Have you received your first or second dose? I'm curious. I have not. I am not eligible in my area yet. They're still in phase uh, one A and B. So I'm phase two. 
Uh, but I will get it, and I will say uh, whether it's Pfizer, Moderna, or J&J, uh, you know, I think we're a little hung up on these percentages. They're all, in my opinion, equally good. They're all uh, – they'll prevent hospitalizations and deaths. So uh, anyone you can get, you can get, and anyone I can get, I'll be happy to get. Sure. And, you know, I've heard some people get the vaccine, and I've heard of some people that have reaction. We had a listener that was telling me off the air about – his wife that received the vaccine and it was almost like uh, she had a couple of days where she was out of commission uh, was not feeling well then there's other people that say they got it and didn't even affect them at all just a little bit sore like getting the flu shot and then it was nothing after a day so what have you heard basically the people that have received the vaccine have you heard um, mostly positive things or have you heard some people that have had some negative effects of it yeah, I've heard mostly positive things. I think the, the the negative news tends to get out there a little more, and it is kind of scary to some people. But uh, it's it really depends on the individual. I think percentage-wise, according to the trials, it's less than 20% of people will have this 24 to 48-hour period of, you know, maybe fever or flu-like symptoms. But I'll tell you from a personal uh, issue, my parents are both in their 80s. They just got their second shot. Uh, this past weekend, and neither of them had any effects whatsoever, aside from a little bit of sore shoulder. So it really depends. Some I also heard some young people that have, as you mentioned, been in bed uh, for like 24 hours, feeling flu-like symptoms. So it really depends. It is the immune system acting. So uh, it's not that you. It's in no way that you've got the virus or you're you're infected. It's just your immune system sort of acting a little bit aggressively. And after that 24 to 40 hour period, most people are back to normal. Right. You know, I was curious about the way where once you get one vaccine, you have to stay with that. And I'm just curious how that normally works in the future. So if there is a booster situation, would you be able to switch and get a different uh, brand or a different maker of that? Or would you have to basically commit yourself to a Pfizer or a Johnson and Johnson forever? Yeah, that's a good question, and I haven't really – I don't think they've looked at that. I've heard some talking if you can mix – you know, if you think of Moderna and Pfizer, they're both mRNA vaccines. So technically, you know, you may be able to, to mix those. Now, the Johnson & Johnson and the AstraZeneca are a little bit different. Uh, but generally, you know, when you think of that booster shot, you're thinking of, uh, you know, increasing that immune response. So they all kind of work the same way in targeting that spike protein. So it could be uh, very well that uh, you can kind of mix and match, but I haven't heard for sure uh, science that would suggest that that's scientifically factual at this point. In the AstraZeneca, there's a couple of countries I read that have said, nope, we're not taking that. And I was listening to some news out of Detroit, and there have been some, I think it was the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, Detroit said, no, we don't want that. So there have been some instances where governments have decided that they want to show preference over one or the other. Are you concerned about the AstraZeneca one with some of the other things that are uh, coming up with it? Yeah, you know, I, I've heard the same thing. I think 17 countries in Europe have put a pause on it because people have shown uh, or developed clots after they've gotten the vaccine. And I think the important thing to remember is you know, you're vaccinating tens of millions, hundreds of millions of people. Uh, to put it in perspective, in Europe, they had vaccinated 17 million people and about 37 had developed clots. You know, when you vaccinate that many people, uh, people in the ordinary course of life will develop clots. So I, I think what's going to happen is they're, they're not going to find a causal relationship between the vaccine 
and the clots, but certainly that's something that they want to look at. I think, in my opinion, I think it was a little bit of an overreaction to kind of stop, but nonetheless, you know, they want to uh, put everyone at ease and they are going to look into that. Yeah, I know you do a podcast and you do some work. Um, I'm curious if people wanted to look you up and some of the things you're doing, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm an attorney in Washington at Cooley LLP. Uh, they can look me up there, C-O-O-L-E-Y.com. I also uh, run the podcast, Politics and Life Science, out of Washington, D.C. Perfect. Uh, Dr. Dean Finelli, thank you so much for coming on, explaining these things to the audience here in St. Louis. My pleasure. Thank you. He joins us on the Bomberito Automotive Group guest line. Uh, he's great. I think we've had him on a couple of times already, and this might be the third time we've had him on. He's so good at explaining this, and the nice thing is I can just throw whatever question to him, and somehow he knows the answer to it. The guy's smart, and he knows his stuff, so this is great. You're listening to Overnight America KMOX. This is Overnight America, sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. Michaelsflooringoutlet.com on KMOX. Getting all kinds of great emails in from our interview last hour with uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon. And I wanted to read this one, just the first couple of lines from William, who emailed me. Uh, it said, I wanted to tell you how wonderful it was to listen to you speak this evening to honest people speaking about faith. It made my eyes water. And he talked a little bit about some experiences that he's had. But I'm so glad, William, you're listening tonight. And I feel like uh, the messages I'm getting on Facebook, too. So many people enjoyed that. So if you wanted to go back and listen to it, the radio.com app or even the KMOX.com website, you can rewind radio and listen to any part of the show in the last 24 hours or the podcast. Just Overnight America podcast. A few things I wanted to touch on just since we're talking about the vaccine and everything that's going into the vaccine. We know that there's going to be a pretty big mass vaccination going on next week, which you can find at KMOX.com. Uh, Mayor Lida Krusen on CNN talking about some of the money and the where that money will be going with the relief aid. Uh, you do have to spend the money over about three and a half years. So by December 31st, 2024. So that's that's a, a long period of time, I think, to meet some of the crises that, that cities are facing and, and our city here in St. Louis is facing. Um, so we're, we're excited about that opportunity. We have a huge revenue shortfall. As and it makes me wonder, too, that's a lot of money spread out under a new administration, which makes you wonder, um, are they salivating at the idea that they're going to be able to control all of this money? And I looked at Lida Cruson as a mayor, and I feel like the first round of the stimulus money that went to the governments, she was responsible. I mean, very responsible at spending uh, from all things we can tell. Now that we're going to have a new approach to it, <laughs> that does concern me. Are we going to be as responsible? I don't know. CNN uh, was asking about that shortfall. I've seen that you said the city's revenue has dropped by. The figure that I saw was by $90 million because of the pandemic. You're getting $500 million over the next two years from this. So you're getting more than five times the revenue drop that you have, the, the, the hit in revenue that you have taken. And by the way, I, I'm just going to put my hands up here for a second. Like CNN has cared about the size of this stimulus package. They were all for it and all the wasteful spending that went into it. So all, don't act all surprised. Oh, 500 million to St. Louis. Oh, that's our tax money. Forget about that. All right. If only you would have had the same snarkiness for the 1.9 trillion, please. From the pandemic, this is more than making up for what was lost from the pandemic. 
Well, it is. However, we we had about a $20 million loss in last fiscal year, which that would have been really March, April, May, June, and then close to a $70 million loss in the current fiscal year that we're in. And maybe we'll see some of that made up. Maybe we won't. We just don't know. All right. Next hour, we're dipping into the KMOX archives, one from 1966. I'll tell you about it after the break on KMOX. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 